Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Frost, nothing personal word of the day for Tuesday, January 12th, 2021 is crossed as in when you cross your fingers and cross your toes when you say something as a way to indicate that actually you don't mean anything that you're saying. Fingers crossed. (laughs) You know what's funny, Coca? When you say, I'm going to tell you something when you cross your fingers, isn't the expression like cross your fingers, hope to die? Like that means it's true. I thought that you're supposed to, when you say something, when you cross your fingers and your toes, that means that you're allowed to not tell the truth. So why did I choose crossed as the word of the day? Because Bill Belichick in what is making news on every outlet, near and far, conservative, liberal, doesn't matter. Rarely does this make news. It says something about where we are as a country that this is making news. Bill Belichick had been awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which used to be a major deal. When you got a Medal of Freedom, it was an honor. There was a ceremony at the White House with the president. He pins it from like a a war medal almost on your chest. There's a ceremony at the White House, much like there was just a few days ago, the day after the insurrection at the Capitol was a rescheduled Presidential Medal of Freedom ceremony for Gary Player and uh, another hockey player named Anika Sorenstam. But what happened yesterday that is a true crossover story is Bill Belichick, who is the head coach of the New England Patriots and a well-known Trump supporter and an unabashed Trump supporter, and there is nothing wrong with having political views. As you know, I'm nothing personal. I don't tell you what your views should be. I just want to make sure that when you have your views, you know why you have your views, and then you decide whether or not those are views that you want to have and people you want to be associated with, candidates from all levels, from your city council up to your country's president. So when it was announced that Bill Belichick was going to receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom, Freedom, that announcement came after Thursday, January 6th, and immediately the media started what is unprecedented, started a campaign that basically said to the New England Patriots, if Bill Belichick accepts this honor, we will no longer support your team. We will cancel you. 
we will make what's going on with Daniel Snyder and the Washington Redskins and his fight with sponsors and his limited partners, we'll make it look like child's play. No comment from the team, no comment from Belichick, and all of a sudden, the pressure gets raised. You can feel the tension in the air because this country is at a crossroads for the moment. And then, sure enough, before the evening news cycle, which, of course, means before the national news, but there really is no cycle anymore, as you know, Bill Belichick released a statement. And I say Bill, Bill Belichick released a statement because he released it under his name, but he had nothing to do with this statement. His fingers were crossed. His toes were crossed. He cannot understand why he had to release a statement like this. And the wording of it was so particular and so carefully scribed that it got my attention. Recently, he said, I was offered the opportunity to receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which I was flattered by out of respect for what the honor represents and admiration for prior recipients. Subsequently, the tragic events of last week occurred and the decision has been made not to move forward with the award. Uh, So first of all, so far, no mention of Trump's name. Second of all, interestingly enough, the decision has been made. That is a very carefully constructed sentence. It's not, I made the decision. It's the decision has been made. Above all, I'm an American citizen with great reverence for our nation's values, freedom, and democracy. I know I also represent my family and the New England Patriots team. One of the most rewarding things in my professional career took place in 2020, when through the great leadership within our team, conversations about social justice, equality, and human rights moved to the forefront and became actions. Continuing those efforts while remaining true to the people, team, and country I love outweigh the benefits of any individual award. That's a mouthful. Bill Pelichek's statements throughout the course of this season, and we've talked about many of them on Nothing Personal, have been related to excuses for his team not winning, have been explanations as to why he doesn't have the right players because of all the winning they've done. And therefore, they had low draft picks. Therefore, they were much more focused on a particular year, a particular game, a particular Super Bowl. And once the losing started, all of a sudden, he was out front. When you read the statements he made, when you read a breakdown of his interviews done, let's say, on radio, Far different tone than what this statement was. And the reason why I think it's important to note on this show why that statement was made, you know what our show is about. It is about business. It is about money with sports and culture and entertainment and politics and no BS. Robert Kraft is in a panic. Robert Kraft is a Trump supporter just like Belichick is. Belichick, who wrote a statement back in 2016 that was read at one of Trump's rallies, all good. Robert Kraft, who unabashedly, along with several owners in the National Football League and Major League Baseball, et cetera, have supported Trump financially, all good. Your decision, who you're going to support. But the ramifications of that decision have never been felt the way they are being felt now in your pocketbook. It reminds me back, and I was thinking about this and preparing for the show, Do you remember back in the day, there was a song 
and coca. This is, I think this may be before you were born. There was a place in South Africa called Sun City. And back when apartheid existed in South Africa, which basically was genocide of any black people in South Africa, basically modern day, if you will, slavery with no rights, etc. There was a song developed uh, by a bunch of musicians. We're not going to play Sun City. Sun City is a place where people, uh, um, celebrities and musicians were paid lots of money to play there. They decided to boycott Sun City and not play. There were some artists who did go ahead and take the money and play, and they realized the juice was not worth the squeeze because however much money they got paid, it wasn't worth it. It then happened in the last 10 years when there were some stars who were going to Saudi Arabia to plan birthday parties or make appearances for the king and do things like that for money. And they did it. They got paid. They got criticized. They almost got canceled. This is before cancel culture was a bigger thing. And then they stopped doing that. Or if they did, they did it much more quietly, which you really can't do with social media unless you check your phone at the door. So now we're in a position where Bill Belichick had to cede control, which is his least favorite thing, to the business side and to the owner. It's funny, Coca just said that Sun City was a casino in South Africa. I never actually knew what Sun City was. I always thought it was a place, like a city, as in Sun City. But now it makes more sense. That was the venue where people would be playing. Thank you, Coca. 1985. Was that before you were born? I would assume it is since I think you just turned um, your score and a half. So I guess that would be correct. So what's happening today as a result of January 6th is companies are coming out and saying we're no longer going to support candidates who were against certification of the electoral vote. We are no longer going to support candidates who had anything to do with the insurrection. There is a huge push for these companies because they don't want to be on the wrong side of history. They don't want to be associated with what will end up being in the top 10 darkest moments of this country and this country's history, January 6th of 2021. How do I think this ends? Well, this ends with an FBI internal memo right now. The internal memo, which was released or leaked, says that there is a likely possibility of armed protest that is being planned at all 50 state capitals and the U.S. Capitol in D.C. in the days leading up to the inauguration on January 20th. There is a concern for safety there have been threats on Biden's life, on Harris's life, on Pelosi's life. We've talked about death threats on nothing personal. It's, uh, it's not pleasant in any way to have your life threatened. It seems that uh, it is part of being public these days that that is a go-to thing to threaten someone's life or to be armed and to protest. So I wanted to just say a quick word about this as we head into inauguration and what I hope will be a peaceful transformation of power, which has marked our country for hundreds of years with very, very few exceptions. When you lose on the field or you lose at the ballots, 
what is it that we're saying that you can pretend you didn't lose and that you can arm yourself in order to win? Think about a game, right? There are ways to protest a game, protest a result, appeal to your league, your commissioner, your union to try to change a result, to replay is what would happen in sports. We're going to protest this result. The last minute was unfair. The last major game that I can think of, and this was not rehearsed with Coca before the show, there was a, I want to say the NFC Championship game with the New Orleans Saints with a pass interference call that was not called late in the game. I don't remember who they were played, uh, who was playing. And what the Saints had said is they wanted to replay the end of the game. Meanwhile, there was a Super Bowl to play, et cetera. And it was tough noogies. Maybe they missed the call. They likely missed the call, but life has to go on. And I'm certainly not comparing that call to the election of a U.S. president, but there are ways to deal when things don't go your way, other than being a petulant child on one side or a armed insurgent on the other side. Of course, there's a third option, which is you take it like a grown-up and you work to do the best you can the next election. If you're unhappy with this election, you vote with your thumbs and change the outcome. I mean, can you imagine if they went back in time and changed the results of the 2018 NFC Championship game where the Rams went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots? It's not going to happen, right? There is no way that Joe Biden will not be president on January 20th. It's not going to happen. Now, could the FBI, being, could they be writing internal memos purposefully trying to get people to think twice? about any sort of planned protests? No, I don't think so. I think it is absolutely valid that there exists people who still believe in the lies being promulgated that the election was fixed, that the wrong person won, and that there's a way to keep the current president in power. I would only ask you this when you are talking to your friends, to your family, to whatever your platform is, I'd like you to go through every option that you have in your quiver. The expression is arrows in your quiver. Those are the things on the back that Scarlett Johansson uses. She's not the one. Is Scarlett Johansson the Avenger who uses the um, uh, the bow and arrow? Or no, it may be Anthony Mackie. Somebody takes out a bow and arrow and uses it on the Avengers. But that's what a quiver is. When you are deciding how you are going to react to January 20th, Jeremy Renner, thank you, Coca, that's exactly what it is. When you are going to decide your reaction, knowing that your family's watching, your kids are watching, knowing that the world is watching us leading up to and on January 20th, what is it that you want your and our legacy to be as a country? That we're sore losers? That we're so angry? about an election that instead of going through the constitutional process to figure out whether the election was valid, which it has been certified by all 50 states, instead of going through the constitutional process of then changing the party two years and four years down the line, you believe that you want to go back to the times of civil war and grab a gun 
and storm a Capitol or interrupt an inauguration or show that the way we do it here in America is the way we've seen on TV in other countries. I think it's up to you guys. So my word to you on this story is that there are people who are going to be supportive of both sides always, and that's the right way it should be in our country. Bill Belichick learned the hard way that business and money will always trump any political view or any political scenario. And lastly, may we learn in the next two weeks that at the end of the day, while you may disagree with where we are, we all agree with where we want to go. I guess that's a way to see, Coca. You know who's not waiting? We covered this yesterday, but there's an update. We did a call between Jeffrey Lurie and Doug Peterson. When Jeffrey Lurie asked Doug Peterson to please give me your vision, sell me your thoughts on the team going forward, what are you going to do about the fact that we couldn't score last season when everybody else was scoring at a record pace? I guess it's still this season. No sooner did Coca hit play on sending the episode out to all of you, it was announced that Doug Peterson had been fired. We waited not very long, and we saw very clearly that Doug Peterson could not sell his vision to Jeffrey Lurie. He started with the PowerPoint. He started to talk about all of the things he would do differently, and Jeffrey Lurie said, you know what? I'm busy. I got a lunch date. I've decided you're fired. I'm in. You know I'm all into firing coaches and managers. What I'm not into is what Jeffrey Lurie said after he fired Doug Peterson. Did Doug deserve to be let go, he said. No, he did not. That's not the bar in the evaluation process. Excuse me? I'm sorry? Could you re- Rewind. When asked about the firing of his coach in a video Zoom interview, the owner of a professional North American sports team said, did Doug deserve to be let go? No, he did not. That's not the bar in the evaluation process. Give me a 20-second timeout, please. Number one, with all the firings I've done, I will go to the six feet under grave and tell you every single person I've ever fired deserved to be fired in my mind. Maybe not in the mind of the fans, maybe not in the mind of the general manager, maybe not in the mind of the owner, maybe not in the minds of the fans, but in my mind, every single time. The owner claiming that Peterson didn't deserve to be fired is absolutely laughable. Next. That's not the bar in the evaluation process. Okay. Well, as someone with 18 years experience and where the bar is in the evaluation process, let me be the 
first person to inform all of you that is the exact bar and the only bar in the evaluation process when it isn't an acute issue. An acute issue is committing a crime. An acute issue is showing immediate disrespect to your owner or president or GM, depending on where you are on the food chain. There are acute issues where the evaluation process may be different. Ozzie Guillen, the evaluation process was based on his view of Fidel Castro and Cuba and the fact that he voiced his support of Fidel Castro. The bar in the evaluation process is always, did the coach, manager, anybody deserve to be fired? There may be different reasons, not all based on lack of team performance, not all based on a problem on the field. There can be problems off the field, but they all go to, did he deserve to be let go? You don't let go somebody unless they deserve to be, and you're the one who gets to decide whether they deserve to be. And then Jeffrey Lurie, in the same Zoom video chat, said something that I've said before, quietly, never in public. He said, I actually think it's better both for the organization and for Doug. Okay. I'm glad you think that, Jeffrey. I really am. I'm glad you think it's better for Doug to be fired. Is that because Doug wanted power to decide who was going to be his quarterback and you didn't want to give it to him? Is that because Doug and his GM Howie couldn't coexist and couldn't get along? Is that because you, Jeffrey, didn't have the power to tell Doug what to do and you were frustrated when he benched Jalen Hurts in the third quarter when he told him not to? Is it better because you know Doug is going to get another job and that you have a chance now for you and Howie to bring in a coach who will listen to you more? Do what you want. It's never better for the person who was fired. Just FYI. I love doing nothing personal. I am honored to do nothing personal. Would I trade this for being the president of a baseball team? Today, yes. Yesterday, yes. In October of 2017, no. The day I was let go, I didn't know what would happen the next day. Didn't know whether I wanted to stay in sports, whether I wanted to go back to the law, whether I wanted to go into media, whether I wanted to think about having a show with someone I didn't even know at the time named Matthew Coca. Didn't know at that moment. I sure as hell know now. I am way better off today than I was in October of seventeen. And that's because of an opportunity that was given to me and what I did with that opportunity by finding and identifying someone as talented as Coca to produce this show. But the day of the firing, not a chance. So don't, here's a, just a little tiny clue, just tiny. When you fire someone and we've gone through on the show how to fire people and what to say and what not to say, when you're giving a statement after to your employees or to the public, or if it's a private company, just to the people who work with the person you fired, don't say, I think it's better for both the organization and for Doug. Just say, I think it's better for the organization. And you shouldn't even have to say it because it should be a prerequisite to a firing. 
why would you make a change if you thought it was worse for your organization? I don't know. I wouldn't. <sighs> See you later, Doug. I think Doug resurfaces, don't you, Coca? I think he definitely finds another job. I don't know whether or not it's a head coaching job right off the bat, but he will definitely have a job next season. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk Roller Girl. We're going to talk Philip Seymour Hoffman. We're going to talk William H. Macy. We're going to talk Burt Reynolds. And we are going to boogie all night long. We'll be right back. The 82-game preseason is in the books, and it's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. From what you've seen so far, do you think there'll be a first-time winner of the NBA championship? If the Pacers, Clippers, Suns, Magic, Pelicans, or T-Wolves win, you win at plus 650. That's six teams to root for, six chances to win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SAMSON. New customers bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code SAMSON, only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Gwen, Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. I'm supposed to mention before the commercials what's coming after the commercials, and I totally forgot to tell you. But given that you made it through the commercials, I would just like to point out that we're going to review Boogie Nights, the movie, but we're also going to get to MLB and NHL and what they're doing with their seasons and a few updates that happened. But I wanted to review a movie because you know we watch a movie every single day, and we love it. I watched a movie that I hadn't seen, I don't know, in a decade and I made it my business to not watch it from a particular point. There's some movies where when you see them on TV, you just sort of watch to the end. And I've got many movies like that, like A Few Good Men, like Ed TV, like Gladiator with Russell Crowe. There's certain movies that no matter where, I, where it is, I'll just watch it to the end because I love the end of the movies and I love the whole movies. Boogie Nights is a movie that I've seen come across the, the TV several times, uh, but I never watched it again because I always had in my mind that that was a movie I had to watch from the beginning. So this past weekend, I watched it from the beginning until the end. Boogie Nights is a movie that if you have not seen it, you should. The number of movie stars in that movie would stagger you. Heather Graham plays Roller Girl. Roller Girl, it is a movie about 1970s porn. It was moments away from being rated X. They cut a few and edited a few sex scenes. Julianne Moore plays a porn star who mentors and mommies the younger porn stars like 
Heather Graham. Mark Wahlberg is a character who grows into a very famous porn star. He calls himself Dirk Diggler. There is a very famous scene at the end of the movie where you see Dirk Diggler's large John Holmes-inspired penis. There was a very big thing made of it when it happened. Well, let me just tell you that Mark Wahlberg still has that penis. And in no way was it ever attached to his anatomy, lest anyone think otherwise. Burt Reynolds stars as the director of the movies. I was sad to learn after that Burt Reynolds separated himself from the movie. He got nominated for a uh, Golden Globe and maybe an Oscar Coca for his role in this movie. And he did not want to be associated with it when he saw the final cut. Now, what's interesting to me is while he was filming, it's hard for me to imagine he didn't know what the movie was about. Philip Seymour Hoffman plays the boom man. It's not the boom as in a boom boom. It's boom as in sound. William H. Macy has a real problem in the movie because he's married to Nina Hartley, a name that you probably don't know, but she was a real porn star from my youth. And the movie is brilliantly written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. He directed Reynolds to a win in the Golden Globes and a nomination for the Oscars. And the movie itself is a perfect, perfect illustration of how the industry of porn evolved because a multi-billion dollar industry does not just happen overnight, regardless of how you value IPOs, regardless of what you think happens to tech companies when they all of a sudden are valued in the billions when they just started, when they have no assets. This is back in the day when movie studios, when people were trying. Do you know, Coca, I had a, uh, a guy I knew in grade school who ended up leaving the school I attended and started buying and owning 976 numbers back in the day. This is way before you were born. There was like a 976 number, 976-T-I-T-S, and it was like 399 a minute, and you'd be talking to someone who was probably sitting on her couch and not who you were picturing and not who the commercial was because there were commercials for these. It was back when you had to dial 976-1313 to get sports scores and, and get updates every 10 minutes, or you could dial 976-1212 and get the weather. Otherwise, you didn't know the weather. There were days before the internet, before all of these channels were on TV, believe it or not. And this is how you got your information, all types of information. So Boogie Nights is a pretty controversial movie, but it is well worth your time. Look out for the performances of people who you will not believe are in this movie. And they're a bit older now. In some cases, tragically passed away like Philip Seymour Hoffman. But strongly, strongly suggest Boogie Nights. Okay, uh, we, we have a both MLB and NHL conversation to have, and we don't often get questions about the NHL. I wish we got more, but we certainly got one yesterday. You know what I want? <laughs> I want a 
Thank you for downloading and subscribing. Nothing personal. Please tell your friends. You've done a great job. Please do it. Spread the word. Rate, review, subscribe. You can catch us on YouTube. You can see how I don't match. By the way, I do not match today. And those of you who have listened to the mailbag episodes know exactly why I don't match. It is luck of the draw. The shirt I'm wearing was the furthest to the left shirt hanging in the closet. And the jacket I'm wearing was the furthest to left jacket in the closet. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. I actually don't think it looks terrible. It's sort of a bluish shirt and a maroonish jacket. And I had to button the top button in case you're not watching because for whatever reason, it's a little crinkled. So if I unbutton the button, it sort of looks off and strange. In any case, so you want to talk to Samson is when you ask a question on my Twitter at David P. Samson. Thank you for following David P. Samson. Just hit the follow button and I'm, I'll be there. And I'll look at the DMs and I'll answer a few questions. Hey, David, love the show. Thank you. That's very nice of you to say. I love doing the show for you too. Thoughts on statement by the NHL commissioner? It's a pretty short question, right to the point. Here's the statement. Let me make something really clear, Gary Bettman said, the NHL commissioner. We're coming back to play this season because we think it's important for the game, because our fans and our players want us to, and it may give people, particularly in isolation or where there are curfews, a sense of normalcy and something to do. That's Bettman talking to reporters. He continued, it would be cheaper for us to shut the doors and not play. We're going to lose more money at the club level and the league level by playing than by not playing. While there is an economic consequence to playing this season, all of our owners and our clubs are in position to weather it, and we have no concerns in that regard. Except that everyone's going to lose a lot of money to do this. Here's my thoughts on that statement. Horse hockey. You're not playing this season because you want to give people something to do during COVID curfew for a sense of normalcy. You are playing this season as something that we describe in business as a loss leader. A loss leader is when you are willing to lose money doing something because you know that is the only way to make money going forward. And you've got to borrow money to lose it now because you are believing in the investment you are making because the payoff will come after. A loss leader literally means you lead with your losses and you follow with your profits and your gains. A couple of things that need to be pointed out in the NHL. Number one, in 2021-22, we've got a new team starting. The Seattle Kraken are playing at Climate Pledge Arena. That's really a mouthful. Welcome to Climate Pledge Arena, where tonight the Seattle Kraken will play the New York Islanders. So they have a new team starting. That new team paid an expansion fee. That new team wants to play. Secondly, the NHL has always had very low and poor television deals. Sometimes it's been an ad-based deal where there's not even a rights fee. They actually just get the time, the slot from the network, and the network says, hey, we're not going to pay you, but you can show your games on our network. But by the way, feel free to sell ads. 
and you can keep all the money from the ads you sell. I've had to do deals like that, and they suck because rights fees are guaranteed money. Selling ads is what the market can bear, and that's it. You don't come anywhere close to getting what you'd get if you did a rights deal, which is why what you see in MLB and NBA and NFL when we talk about these deals, these rights deals, these billion-dollar rights deals, the NHL's deal currently with NBC is up after this season, and there is no way that they can go dark this year and then negotiate a new TV deal. They just couldn't do it. It it would be an absolute death sentence to your league to disappear. That's why there's no labor issues right now in the NHL because players realize that these teams are on their way to bankruptcy. This league is on its way to, oh God, there's a great word to use here, Coca. It's the word where you can say that they're on their way to obscurity, but there's maybe not, maybe that's not the word. I can't remember. So when you ask about my thoughts on the statement, my answer to you is Gary Bettman had no choice but to say what he said, but his fingers were crossed, his toes were crossed, and if they were uncrossed, what he would have said is, hey, we're playing because we got no choice but to play, so please watch our games and let's hope that we don't get COVID. Now, baseball, on the other hand, is a much stronger league financially. While teams are definitely losing money in the billions total, no question about it. While baseball needs fans in the stands as badly as the NHL does, as badly as the NFL does, not because MLB will go bankrupt or teams will go bankrupt without fans in the stands, but the reality is they will not be able to make money. And I don't mean make more money because people have been confused about that. I'm talking about making any money. Rob Manford, in a presentation to a business a business lecture said yesterday that MLB teams are preparing and should prepare for a full spring training and a full 162 game season. I want to shed some light on how that works. When the commissioner is asked to do a show or to give a speech or to give a lecture, there's a group of people led by his top PR person, Pat Courtney, his deputy commissioner, Dan Hallam. They get together and they decide what is the best venue for Rob to talk, Commissioner Rob Manford, and then let's go through exactly what he's going to say because every word he says is recorded. Every word will be reported. Therefore, every word will be purposeful. Rob Manford was very purposeful when he said that we are now planning for full spring training and full 162 games. And by the way, he backs that up by telling the owners that during weekly calls, which they're now doing, by saying, hey, Get ready. We're playing. Does that mean that I am willing to wager with you that MLB spring training will start as scheduled in the middle of February and that the first game of the season will start as scheduled on COCA? First game of the season, I want to say it's April 1st this year, but it could be March 26th, but that could be last year, whenever day one of the season is this year. And the answer is no. Rob Manford said those words purposefully because he needs to start setting the record for any sort of grievance that may come from the players' union if in any way MLB decides that they are not going to start on time. 
They are starting to make sure they've got the medical experts in line. They're using the NBA and the nightmare that is the NBA right now, where they are simply proceeding as though everything's fine while games are being canceled left and right. MLB is using that to inform them of their decision of what to do to get medical experts to support them in saying we shouldn't safely play now. All of which is to say MLB wants to delay for the sole purpose of getting fans in the stands and not having to pay players to play games when there aren't fans in the stands. So would I say that it is a guarantee now because of what Rob said, all the excitement that many of you now feel, I hate to be that guy, but the answer is no. It is not a guarantee today as it wasn't yesterday. And Rob's words to the contrary hold no weight because they were simply purposeful. Okay, nothing personal pick of the day. We are now three and six. I didn't realize, uh, I really thought Ohio State's defense would be able to somehow, some way, not allow Alabama to put up a 52 spot. I thought getting nine points was more than sufficient. It turns out that getting 28 points was not sufficient unless you wanted to push Alabama won the national championship. Alabama with a team that, frankly, is probably better than the Jaguars and the Jets, at least in the NFL, crushed Ohio State. We're now three and six. The Dallas Mavericks, who we picked to beat the Pelicans by three, the final score of that game was zero to zero, and it was zero to zero because it was not played. Why? Because they couldn't dress enough players. Apropos of what I was saying about leagues pushing forward, especially the NBA, like its head going through a brick wall trying to get through their season. The NBA is having a big meeting with the Board of Governors today. Everyone's wondering, are they going to postpone the season? Take a two-week break, a little vacation. No, that's not what you're going to see today is my guess. My guess is that you will have the NBA announce the way MLB did when they had outbreaks Stricter protocols. Wear a mask at all times. Okay. That's what the NBA will announce. So there was no game. So we're three and six. We got a pick of the day today. We're going to take the Golden State Warriors because I'm fascinated at the difference a healthy Steph Curry can make. They are favored by two and a half points over the Pacers. Maybe they'll have eight guys. Maybe they won't. Warriors, two and a half over the Pacers. We could definitely use a win. College football is over. NBA, we've talked. NHL, we've talked. NFL, we've talked. Let's talk a little on-field action. While you were sleeping, if you're living in Chicago, you're doing the Snoopy dance, but only if you're on the South Side. The North Siders, meaning the Cubs, are doing nothing but shedding players. On the South Side... They're acquiring players. They traded for Lance Lynn, great number three starter, consistent guy. They got Adam Eaton to be a left-handed bat to try to perform against right-handed pitching, which they were unable to do. And now to replace Jesus Colome, Colome, they have signed Liam Hendricks. Liam Hendricks, the Ray Cherche closer, the erstwhile Oakland athletic closer, has signed a $54 million three-year deal. Holy shnikes. He got $18 million a year for three years. Now, the contract is a fascinating one. 
it's actually $13 million for three years, 13, 26, 39. And then there's a fourth year team option. The fourth year is for 15. That would make it $54 million. But if they decline the team option, they have to pay him a $15 million buyout. If the buyout is the same as the option, why wouldn't you just pay him the 15 and let him be on your team? The answer is they negotiated with the 31-year-old and said, we'll give you that fourth year, but if you're not good and we decline your $15 million team option in 2025, we'll still give you 15 million, but we're going to defer it. We're going to pay it out over time. But if we call your option and you pitch for us that year, we'll pay you the 15 million during the six months of the season. Liam Hendricks said, Yahtzee. I can't believe that I got $54 million and I may only have to pitch for three years. If I'm hurt or stink in year three, they're definitely going to buy me out so they can spread out the $15 million. It's like a forced savings plan. It's like buying whole life insurance and I'll be a free agent at 34 and maybe get a million dollars to pitch in the independent league. Before you award the World Series to the Chicago White Sox for plugging their left-handed hitting hole, for getting depth in their rotation, for adding a closer, I remind you, Julio Urias closed out the Dodgers World Series, not Kenley Jansen. I remind you that more often than not, as a matter of fact, that's wrong, Coco. Every year and you can check it there has never been a team to win a world series whose bullpen the day of the world series looked like the bullpen the day of opening day never bullpens are always fortified during the course of the year because by definition they underperform what your expectations are and then they're exhausted by october and therefore at the deadline if you are in the race you acquire fortification to your bullpen that is as sure as the sunrise. Liam Hendricks, who's been designated for assignment four times in his career, as recently, by the way, as 2018, has parlayed two well above average years in Oakland to a huge deal in Chicago. Now, what do I think this means for the White Sox? I think they are favored to win the AL Central. The Indians traded Lindor and Carrasco and are not going to replace them. The Twins are still good. The Detroit Tigers are still bad. The Kansas City Royals are still bad. So you really are looking at the Twins versus the White Sox. I think the White Sox will be favored. Does that mean they're going to win the AL pennant? I wouldn't bet on it. It's nice to have Giolito and Keuchel in rotation. It's nice to have Louis Robert as a sophomore, hoping he doesn't have a sophomore slump. It doesn't stink to try to get Adam Eaton to be helpful against right-handed pitching, which, by the way, they couldn't hit last year, and it cost them in the first round when they actually lost to those same Oakland days. But wait to see. The White Sox will not win the AL pennant. They are not the best team in the American League. They are going to have some growing pains from their young players going forward, while they do have the MVP in Jose Abreu as well. Bringing in Liam Hendricks and paying him $18 million a year was so unnecessary in a market and in a time when, by definition, you could have waited 
and you could have saved yourself significant dollars to try to get more left-handed hitting help. But you know what? When you got an owner like Jerry Reinsdorf, you got a new manager like Tony La Russa, you're sort of in the win-now mode. And if you can ying while other teams yang, which is like what the Mets are trying to do, I guess you do it. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But when Liam Hendricks accepted that deal, you can bet that when Reinsdorf called him, he said, hey, you need to win for us because I'm not really caring much about my business model this year. But personally, I want another ring. 